This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Besotted Podcast. My name is Billy the B Grant, and I'm going to be here this evening just chatting about all things Brentford with a couple of mates of mine. One person you're obviously very familiar with is Mr. David Lane, Mr. Besotted himself. Hello. How you doing, my man? You all good? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Just tried to go ice skating, failed miserably. No ice. Iceless skating is rubbish. Strawberry, it's a strawberry hill, strawberry hill house. It's worth going down to, but um, it's uh, it's better when there's ice. Yes, indeed. And uh, in the Midlands, we've got Mr. Jim Levac for his first appearance on the Besotted Podcast. How are you doing there, Jim? Yeah, not too bad. Be gentle with me. Be gentle with me. I've got a bit of man flu, so it's struggling a bit. You know, we're always gentle with you, Jim. We never, All right, mate. we never, never <laughs> take you through the grinder. Anyway, let's get straight into this. We're still beaming after last weekend, after the magnificent win against Wolves, where Brentford knocked in not one, not two, not three, but four goals in the back of the net. And not only were we beaming, but I think the fans were after the after the game in the pub. And uh, we'll listen to what the Wolves and the Brentford fans had to say in the pub right here. It was uh, it was a good game from your point of view. I don't think we really got into it. Uh, once that first one went in, and uh, I think Savile gifted you two. Obviously, still thought he was playing in red and white stripes. <laughs> but uh, as you said, your, your wingers really put us apart. Number 18, short bloke with a beard. Who's the one with the beard? Oh, you mean Alan Judge? Alan Judge, I'm right. Who scored the first goal? Yeah. He's I thought tricky... he, was cr- he, was a, he played a cracker today. I can't believe that we're four goals better than them after the nil-nil away last year. Because I thought we were good for the nil-nil, but this today, we were four goals better. Easy, wasn't we? A great third goal. What a cracker. He turned the defence inside out, didn't he? He did, you know. And I think Gray's coming into his own. 500 so. grand from Luton. We what bought a bargain. Before. What yeah. a bargain. And he stepped up, what, three or four levels? And doesn't he look good enough? Let's hope he can go one more. I, I think I want to wake up because I think I've died and gone to heaven. I, th- I still think I'm dreaming. Uh, didn't play well today. Played a lot better all season, but played Wolves off the park and Wolves are a good side. 
where can it take us? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I'm dreaming. 60 years I've been watching Brentford this year. Best football I've ever seen. And I just... I, I, I really don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a team effort right from the top, from the bottom. Everybody's playing as a team. And I just feel next week we could win that one, can't we? Could, technically, we could win every game if we're beating Derby's and Forest and these lot. We could beat anybody in this league. Without a doubt. Yeah. I think there's only one manager a month, is there? Well, that's probably a, something that we don't want to get, actually, is it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jacket one, wouldn't it? That's right. That's right. Seriously, you know, you've got to pinch yourself. You know, it's not only five on the trot. It's five stunning performances on the trot. You know, we're not... This, this isn't fluke. This, 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 this is well-crafted, engineered... This is there's an ethos, there's a philosophy. This this is all thought through. There's, there's no, nothing by chance going on here, you know. And we've beaten three or four of the very best teams in this division already this year. We're almost halfway through the season. We've got everyone's fearing us, you know. Yeah, the wheels may come off a little bit. Maybe we're not going to win every game from from here on into the rest of the season. Maybe they'll suss us out. Maybe they'll be spoiling tactics. But I mean, you know, seriously. We are on the rise. Our star, Brentford star, is on the rise and it's going to take something really special to stop us this year and I'm not sure what it is. You, you did your homework on us and you did well. I mean, we, we probably made a few bad mistakes, well, certainly two or three bad mistakes, but having said that, you capitalised on it and uh, you, you, took, you, took, you took your chance as well. I mean, we... we, we, we I think we only have really one chance in the whole game. We're, we're in a bad run, basically. We, we'll fight away out of it, but I mean, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, this division, as I say, is so tight, obviously. Anybody, it's proved today, Leeds, uh, Leeds beat Derby, didn't they? And uh, well, Norwich have lost at home again. So it's, it's a very tight division. That's right. I mean, and, and, and I mean, last season when you beat us 3 0, yeah. I'm going to ask you the question Did you ever think? that you would be the next time you met Brentford they'll be or met Brentford in the pub after the game they'll be a third place in the championship well, no 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 just no, 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 Brentford you're probably right I mean Brentford I think have done well I mean I mean obviously we don't know what goes on with Brentford but as you say they've done well I mean you can't I mean, I mean well, arguably you can't, you can't knock what they've done Brentford have done they've done brilliant really I was, thinking, I was thinking last season was 3-0 Wolves. It was an easy game for Wolves. Keep reminding us about it. We don't mind. <laughs> you, can, you can tell us about that as much as you want to. I thought, I thought you know, similar game today, but it, it absolutely was a different game today, wasn't it? So, you know, fair play, better team won today. Brentford, top 16 probably this season. Wolves, mid-table. Yeah. I thought Judge was absolute quality today. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, one of the best players in the Championship. He's got to be. He's got to be. And yeah. apparently, if you, if you read between Mark Warburton's words at the Bird Forum... He was just going, compared to players that they'd be trying to pull in or we have to pay off, Judge was an absolute steal. Because obviously he was on loan with us last season, so we had to buy him from Blackburn. I, I don't know how much they paid, but I reckon they probably yeah, didn't pay much more than 250 grand yeah, or something there, like that. There was a few fans around us today saying that whoever sold him for Blackburn must want their head tested. He's a quality player. Saying, we we got an absolute bargain for him. Absolute bargain. Saying, absolute bargain. Whatever manager let him go should get sacked. Yeah, absolute steal. Absolute well, steal. Well, at least we know it wasn't Roy Keane, because obviously, if you remember, um, Jordan Rhodes played for Brentford, he was brilliant. <laughs> 
and then we sent him back to, to, to Ipswich and Roy Keane said this guy's rubbish and he let him go <laughs> so we know it wasn't Roy Keane anyway don't we absolutely so anyway boys happy 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 chaps tonight you're going to be drinking up Pride of London today isn't it absolutely, right absolutely third in the table one point off the top of the league it doesn't get much better does it you beast go on you beast you is <laughs> So yes, everyone was rather excited there, I'd say. But um, yeah, it was—I'll tell you what, Billy. Uh, um, actually, living in the Midlands and and sort of working as I do with quite a lot of Wolves fans and Blues fans, um, the, the, all the Wolves fans that I've worked with were all absolutely glowing in their uh, in their praise for Brentford and the way we played the game. Um, you know, even at 1-0, I was getting texts saying, you know, can't believe you've just come up with, with us. You look like you've been here sort of two or three seasons. Um, and I think, you know, even even the, the lads from the Birmingham Mail where I used to work and the Express and Star, if, you know, if you had a little flick through the, the, the match reports the next day, they, they you know, they, they said that Brentford have just moved further without actually spending all the big money that they've, that Wolves have spent. So, you know, for me, that that was just like fantastic, really, that that we've done it sensibly, and, and I think that just sums up the way the the whole club's being run at the moment. That's really it's really interesting, Jim, because like you know, the last few years where we've been sort of you know knocking on the door again, promoted, we're almost like fishing for those compliments. We're kind of like you know, people wouldn't actually give us credit where credit was due when we played well, and we're kind of like you know, we were pushing it, yeah, you know, but we're a good team, we're a good team. Now people seem to be glowing about us without it's even kind of looking for the praise because it's uh, you know, maybe we we're taking it for granted. We're not surprised. We're not yeah. Granted, you know, we're we're not surprised by we're we're playing well. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And the problem is, Dave, I mean, it, it, you know, the media, and I, I am part of the media, are a problem, uh, if, if I'm honest, because, you know, you look at the, some of the reporting that goes on around Brentford over the past couple of seasons and now, it's almost like suddenly a, a, a switch has been, been clicked. People are starting to say, oh, Brentford, yeah, fantastic. Well, we've known that for a couple of seasons, you know. Um, and you'd sort of say it to people and they go, oh, yeah, 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 right, you know, Brentford, yeah, whatever, yeah, Doncaster, oh, yeah, yeah. But but now it's almost like the media will will go completely over the top. And that is that is a worry for me a little bit. Because... You know you know this, Bill, better than anyone. You know, you know that the press will only say what you want them to say when they're ready to say it. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, Jim knows that as well, to a, to, a, to a certain extent. But what I also think, and it's interesting what Jim says there, because it's true with the, 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 the switch of the, the, the flick of the switch. I remember early on in the season, remember when Wolves were doing very well, they were third in September, and I think they were even top for about an hour or two. And, every, and when they went top, everyone was saying, yes, this is what we expect. Wolves have been promoted. Wolves are the side because, you know, they did very well last season. Did you expect that because they're a big side with a big manager and their blah and so on and so forth? And at the time, I thought, OK, that's fair enough. So they, they accepted the fact that they came straight from Division 3, as it was, and they're at the top of Division 2. When Brentford get up there, or Brentford, are, they're going, oh, oh well, they're, they're punching above their weight, aren't they? Oh, yeah. it was a bit, oh. And it's taken a while. And all of a sudden, it's like, because we've just done it almost like under the radar. Yeah, We've done it under yeah. the radar, and it's almost like people can't mess around because that, I think a lot of people are actually almost like saying it without even seeing us play. 
So they, they yeah, had no yeah. idea what was going on. Yeah, I mean, and strip that right down to its very sort of, you know, smallest sort of fraction, if you like. You look at George Savile, you know, George Savile did really well for us last season. And, you know, I always got the feeling that he was going to go at the end of the season because he, he had his sights on a big club, in inverted commas, you know. And he got his move to a big club, Wolves. And on Saturday, he was marked out of the game and bullied by Timani Diagaraga, who's playing in a system that, that they all are comfortable with, um, where there's no, you know, big-time Charlies wearing sort of diamonds in their boots. They are, you know, they're, they're a team. And, and that's the difference now. And, you know, the, the one point, I, I mean, you know, I wanted to get across during this was, you know, people, Mark Warburton now and those players that have stayed must be thinking, you know what, this is this is a club that's being really well run. It's stable. You know, we're not. I'm not going to be lured away because this club, even if they finish mid-table this season, this club's got massive potential. You know, the way it's run and by the people who are running it. You know, that's my. That's... I think he's right. I mean, on 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 the pitch, the the on the pitch side of our club has never been better run, probably. The you know the off off the pitch side we we've probably you know we we ought to have another we ought to have a podcast you know just about that another time but you know what Warburton and what Benham are sorting out is um is is, is second to none and you know the, his 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 star is not only risen it's kind of yeah. it's interstellar I'd say I'd I'd say I'd say I'd agree with that to some extent but I do actually think that off the pitch as well you know there's elements they're not going to get it all right all at once. He's still there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to get it all right all at once, but you know the medical department been fantastic this season, and you know you go to any press conference after the game, Mark Warburton is at pains to to point out the work they do, and I think it shows. You know the conditioning, the the you know I, you know Scott Hogan being. I mean I said this to my wife last night. Scott Hogan being sent to Philadelphia for a two week sort of recuperation camp. I mean you know. In the old days, if it was Steve Phillips, he'd be just told, oh, yeah, put some ice packs around it and, you know, see if you can jog when you can. Sounds a romantic evening, Jim. That's right. I mean, and it's interesting as well because I mean, we're, talking about, <laughs> we're talking about exactly how far we've come. Leeds legend Eddie Gray actually said, and I thought that was interesting because, I mean, Leeds back in the day, they were a big side, and Eddie Gray, he's not, he doesn't punch, he doesn't, he doesn't mince his words. He said that Leeds need to take a leaf out of Brentford's book. He said, look what these guys have done. They've come up and they've got the results and they're doing what they're doing. They're one of the best sides we've played this season. And Leeds, if they want to be anywhere, need to take a leave out of Brentford's book, which is funny because normally we'd be saying, we've got to take a leave out of Leeds' book. We've got to, we've got to follow sides like that. But it's nice to think yeah. that sides are actually thinking that they have to follow what we're doing. And Easier said than done, Bill. Easier said than done. You, you, can, you, know, you, you need the right people with the right nice environment to be able to do this you can't you can't rep it's, it's not it's not you know there's no formula for it there's no equation da, 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 da. it's having it's having a, 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 a chairman um it's, it's having a, an owner who um sees the bigger picture and he's a visionary and he's well connected alongside a manager who's unorthodox he's come from a different way um, he's he's he doing what he does out of the love of it. He's, he's made his money elsewhere, um, and it, it's it's a very very unique um it's a very unique place 
what, what Brentford have got, you, you can't replicate that. You can't replicate that at Leeds. You know, it, it, <clears> success <throat> with being at Brentford is because of the people that, you know, are in charge. It's um, a moment in time, Dave, isn't it? I mean, with every, all the pieces... Very unique to, yeah. circumstances. Yeah. They're aligned. You can't... I mean, Mark Warburton isn't stupid. He will know that throughout the course of this season, there are going to be, you know, a few sort of downs. It's not always going to be like this. You know, and I think the good thing is that, you know, I've, I've said to people I work with, I'm loving this because after 40 plus years, you know... I've I've had I've been through enough bad to to really enjoy the good, but I know that you know it's not always going to be like this. And and Brentford fans are I think a pretty realistic bunch. And I think you know now Warburton would be will be given you know plenty of plenty of time to sort of do what you to, to see this project through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're talking yeah. about you know it's been glory times. It's been fantastic. The best you've ever seen. There's a lot of talk because papers love it. And again, you're a media man, Jim. You know, big time journo. You know, works for the PA, works for all the big, you know, papers in, in Birmingham and on Fleet Street. And now papers love to say, Premier League. Oh, Brentford getting the third spot there. Oh, they might go in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah, yeah. Is, I mean, is this a little bit premature? This no, it's this not. It's, it's media, isn't it? It's romantic. You know, that's the, that's the, the joy of football, you know. Um, for me, you know, I would still be, you know, and people will shoot me down for this and say, oh, you know, he's a miserable son. I would still be absolutely delighted with ninth place, something like that. That would be absolutely brilliant for well, everyone. Everyone would be delighted with ninth place. You know, you know, um, you know Mark Warburton. Miserable sod, Jim. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, Mark Warburton would probably have a go at me for that because uh, he, I mean, very, very interestingly in a press conference the other day, there was a, a, a Fleet Street guy there from one of the nationals and he, he said, oh, you know, Mark, you must be, must be delighted with that. Obviously, you know, when you came up, survival must have been your priority. And he said, no, not at all. He said, I can't go into a dressing room of players and say, right, we just go up and we're going to survive next season. That's just, you know, so negative. We want to do the best that we possibly can. And I think it's that Mark Warburton, having seen the city and the way that works, I think he's got a very sort of quite a simple view of the game that he passes on to the players who he tells you, you know, be free, be express yourself. Um, if we, if plan A doesn't work, there's no plan B. We just do plan A better. Footballers like that. You know, they like things being kept simple and the system being simple. And if you watch them, there's a lot of pointing goes on when Brentford play. They know where they should be. And it's 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 really impressive. I mean, that's good. I mean, interesting. I mean, is, is there any other point? Is because you, you spend a lot of time, you speak to a lot of managers. I mean, you spoke to, you know, managers all the way down from sort of kind of perimeter all the way through. So, you know, you've seen a long succession of managers. And it's interesting to think what the difference is between, you know, Mark Warburton now and, you know, even your previous manager, which is Uwe, who, you know, we had a lot of liking for, and all these managers down. What's, what's the difference that, that, he, that he's got when, when, you, when you see him? I think he's got a bit of perspective. Um, uh, you know the things he's done in his life, um, working in the city. You know it's 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 a it's a cutthroat atmosphere. So he's probably come out, and I might be putting words in his mouth here, but he's probably come out and thinking, you know, th- this isn't multi-million sort of pound business. This is at the end of the day a sport, and it's something that he loves doing. Uh, but but I can apply the same kind of uh, personal discipline to this job that I could when I was in the city. I mean, David Weir said, 
he tried to beat him into training quite a few times. And Mark Borburton's always there, crack a dawn with a coffee and, and a spreadsheet on the go. Well, that tells you quite a lot about the bloke. You know, he's, he's, it's not accidental. It's, you know, as Steve Koppel, you know, used to say, you know, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And, and that's, you know, that's a real truism in, in football. And it's obviously paid off because, as we found out today, Mark Warburton got the um, the Championship Manager of the Month award. Um, probably no surprise there, since he won five games out of five. But again, that's testament to the fact that you know he's got to, he's put the work in, and he's just you know he has turned a lot of things around. The, the reality is, he's actually you know, he's not even been in the job for a year, has he? No, no it's, it's it's amazing. Um, it's not it's not always inevitable. You know, you think you you, you know the, the, these awards don't aren't always given to the, the the right person. You know, the player the the player of the match, the man of the match against Fulham was Ross McCormack, and. <laughs> yeah, didn't touch the ball, you know. So, so it's not always obvious, but um, yeah, being f- five wins on the spin, it's um, it's pretty special, and you know. And I, but I, I, you know, I think that Warburton is much in the same way as Jim has explained. He'll, he'll take it in his stride. I'm sure he'll celebrate in a very, very modest way tonight, and um, you know, he'll it, be very pleased. You know, you're, obviously, it's great to get recognised and rewarded for for some, you know, for your, for, for excelling in your in your industry. But he, he won't let it go to his head. He's got he's got no ego. Um, I think the most important one um, out of the two is um, is Andre Gray. You know, if he can use this as a vehicle to, you know, underpin his confidence and and, and his belief that he's worthy and he's, he is a is a, a great striker at this level, that this award could hopefully help him, you know, continue to score. So I think of the two, you know, Andre Gray's award could help us more. Yeah, and that's actually the fact that Android Gray, which you haven't mentioned as yet, actually Andre Gray also got... On Android uh, Gray. Sorry, yeah. Android. Andre Gray got, <laughs> actually got a Player of the Month award for the championship as well. So it's a double bubble for the Bees, and, uh, which, again, is testament to, you know, to the manager who stuck with Andre Gray, even through the, the, the lean spell that he had, and Andre Gray for sort of turning it around and actually just coming out and banging out the goal I'll t- month. I'll tell you what, though, Billy, for, for me... Um, and this is sort of putting my leg on the block, really. Andre Gray is the best centre forward of of that type that I've ever seen at Brentford. Seriously, I mean, you know, he's got he's strong. He bullied Dan Byrne at, at Fulham. You know, he he uses his body well. He can turn either way. He he goes ice cold in front of goal. He brings other people in. He's intelligent. You know, and he's and and he's modest. I mean, you watch the interviews, and that's the the point that Dave was just making. You know, Brentford. There's no arrogance about this team. They they prepare meticulously, um, and they take it in their stride. And that's that's it's, you know, it's just lovely to see Andre Gray, sort of you know, taking taking the plaudits today, obviously, but talking about the team as well because yeah. it's, it's a team and a squad game, as as Mark Warburton's always pointing out. I think we worried, didn't we, when Clayton Donaldson was sold, that we would lose that sort of bullying, kind of um, scare the life out of them dynamic to our team. Um, but Clayton was, sim- you know, he was similar in the fact that he he scared defences senseless. Um, but he, he did it from a, a wide position. On, Andre Gray's doing it straight down the middle um, or cutting it from angles, and you know. He, he seems to be a more devastating player. You know, they both they both were real handfuls, and as a defender, you wouldn't want to defend against either of them. Um, you know, you could probably say, well, you imagine how good we would be if both of them were in our team. But 
you know what 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 the genius here is that we've we've let Clayton, a very good a very good player, go, um, and um, we've replaced him with with something you know someone that's could you know could take us to the Premier League, and that's you know that's 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 just you know it's it's a staggering it's to pull that off. It's just you know to be to be living through this month of November, the month that you know doesn't stop giving. Um, you know. As you say, it's a moment in time, and uh, hopefully it'll just continue. And talking about his partner as well, Scott Hogan, obviously suffered a terrible injury against uh, Rotherham earlier this month, and it looked like he'd be out for the season. But, you know, there's been a bit of news, a bit of good news on the horizon, saying that he's actually recovering very well, and all the specialists that have been working with him have just said that this is absolutely fantastic. They don't want to put a time limit on it, but they all seem to be jumping up and down, thinking that he's actually looking forward to actually doing... Doing very well, and you know, possibly coming back earlier than we expected. Because I'll be honest with you, looking at the Farid injury, I wasn't expecting to see him back before the beginning of the next season. And uh, you know, maybe he might come back earlier, which is uh, which is another good sign for for Brentford, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's, it's, if you think about uh, the signings that we've made, and I only saw Scott Hogan for sort of two, maybe three games, but you know, he's got a decent ping on him, um, and he looked quite quite handy around the box. But if you look at the, the signings we've actually made, um, you know, there's always a, a failure rate in, in when you sign players, um, you know, and without naming names, you know, there's maybe one or two that haven't quite reached potential yet. But I'd say most of our people, who, the people who've been brought in under this sort of management, I would say are pr- pretty much capable of playing at the top of this championship quite comfortably, you know. Um and it'd be great, great to see Scott Hogan back. I mean, he looked, he looked the part. Yeah, it does, it does make you wonder where he's going to fit in. But um, yeah, it's um, you know, we, we were at Rotherham, and you know, when he when he went down, it was clear that it was it was a, it was a devastating injury. It, it wasn't it wasn't just a you know a tweak. It was it was you know, you never want to you never want to sort of pre- presume, but you know, it, it looked like it was knee ligaments. It looked you know, it looked like it was a a, a big a big career threatening injury. Um, and you know, you just your heart goes out. You know, um, he, he was obviously desperate to try and make an impact. He was, you know, coming in with high expectations at a high level. Um, it wasn't it wasn't an insignificant fee. Um, but he'll come in. You know, he'll was, come in, Dave, and he'll, and he'll, you know, he's he's another option, isn't he? I mean, let's face it, Andre Gray, however well he's doing, it's it's going to be a big ask for him to keep no, this no, up. Right. He, he's another option, and, but you know, him getting back to fitness is one thing. His confidence about you know his injury and getting over that's going to be another one. And I, and I think you know the medical team and the coaches and you know the, the, the people that he's going to obviously speak to that have been through it themselves are going to be very important about him getting over the fact that you know he's um he's he's been through something that's kind of it's not to be taken lightly to be honest. Mm. Wolves game, I mean, and talk about Andre Gray as well. We just got to just briefly talk about that goal because so many people. I was out with a Nor- for- Nottingham Forest fan yesterday, and he was just—he actually said to me, "I've been quite honest with you. Brentford are starting to piss me off," and that's his exact words. And I said, "Why is that?" He's going, "Well, I thought you'd be there and you beat us and everything like that, but I saw you the other day. You're just there, and that, and that goal that you scored, that Andre Gray, that was unbelievable. That goal, the way he took it, he came inside and he just." I mean, and that, that for me, I thought applauded it there again. Just talk us through that Andre Gray goal. Wasn't, wasn't it? Wasn't it a bad boy? He took the piss. He did take the piss. 
it was a stunning, it's a stunning, a stunning, stunning strike. You know, um, he, he he did. He took on, he took it round the whole of defence, lashed it across the front of the face of the goal, and it was just a brilliant finish. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of it, a lot of that was down to the, again, down to conditioning. He's got the ball and he's got that burst, which, you know, I haven't seen a centre forward of that type have down there, possibly since, you know, Richard Cadet, maybe. You know, he's got that burst of speed, but allied to that is a real power as well. And yeah. once he once he, once he he got past the third defender, who, you know, let's be fair, they, you know, they, they looked a bit left-footed at that stage. Yeah. Um, he got past the third and just smacked it back across. I mean, fantastic, fantastic strike and great technique. But a lot of, you know, it's confidence, a lot of it as well. You know, it, it's, it, and it, as Dave says earlier, he'll get more and more confident. Um, but, he, you know, he will need a rest at some stage, I reckon. But, you That's know, right. I might be wrong. I don't know. We're going to look ahead to the weekend because we've got a big game again. We're playing Huddersfield at the weekend. And uh, just to give us a little bit of a tee up, and what's going up in Huddersfield land. We're going to talk to Nigel, one of the Huddersfield supporters, who's going to let us know the pluses and the negatives and what's going down in Huddersfield. Let's have a little listen to a little chin, chin wake with Nigel. So, yes, we've got the Huddersfield game coming up and we're chatting to Nigel Boo, Huddersfield fan, England fan. I've seen Nigel all over the world. Nigel tells me how great Huddersfield are every time I see him. And now I'm going to see Nigel up at the Gal Farm tomorrow in the Huddersfield Manor. And he's going to tell me now how great Huddersfield are being this season. Because you've been a bit topsy-turvy, haven't you been, Nigel? Sure, that's an understatement. We, we started off and obviously we got, uh, I wouldn't say a thrash, I'd say absolutely murder in the first game. We were so inept. But I, I think... People, who, 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 who did you play the first game? Played Bournemouth. Bournemouth at home. I think we lost four 0 Okay. And they wiped. They absolutely wiped the floor with us. But we were inept. But I think it was Bournemouth that was absolutely superb. They played some really good football and made us look second rate. Obviously, the manager went after that. He gave up. He, he resigned. Hmm. And we've got Mr. Powell in charge. Yeah, Mr. Flat Cap Powell. Mr. And, Flat uh, Cap Powell has come to the right place for York, to Yorkshire for his flat caps, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's done all right. He's turned it round. Obviously, you can't expect him to turn it round straight away. He's got to get to know the players. And he's brought, he's brought something out of the players that the other managers haven't. And he's got oh, that right. passion and pace. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's good to watch. Before, we, last season we tried to play too much passing football. A bit like trying to play like Arsenal, but without the end product. Mm. And it was, it was good to watch at times, but frustrating. But now Powell is, is turning it round, and hopefully, if we've got a full squad, I would say we'll give you a good game. But I think we have a few injuries out tomorrow. So well, you, you haven't got a good full squad. I mean, Harry Bunn's out for a start. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. Absolutely electric. What a revelation right. he's, he's become. That's right. And also Scannell, apparently, is going to be out as well. Your wingman as well, isn't he? He's not out as well because, dear, oh dear, the two, the two players that could really hurt you. Really hurt you. Yeah. And, and in defence... It's skilled. It's just, you can't touch them. Nah, nah. And in defence, you're a little bit, little bit light from what I can gather in defence as well. Defenders that miss. Some games were unbelievable and really good. And other games were just non-existent. So inconsistent. That's a problem. But if we've got yeah. players out then, I don't know, 
but Scanlon and Bun for me, if they're missing, I think you'll have a field day with us tomorrow. Unfortunately, but we shall see. Yeah, I mean... Or might motivate the other players who would take the place. Yeah, but it's interesting because, I mean, Powerly, and you talk about flat cap Powell, All right. he, he states the fact that, you know, Brentford are a good side, but Huddersfield, you have to remember, you boys have got a very good home record. I mean, you've lost two games at home this season, you know, and considering that you've had a very, very poor run, the fact you've only lost, you know, a couple of games, you're saying, look, that home, home record will see us good. I mean, what do you reckon? I think if we're the full team, if, if Bun and Scannell were in with the defenders back in, I think we would give you a good game. I've just been looking at your results and I look at the the games that you've played and the games that you've won. You've torn teams to pieces. You haven't just beaten by one goal. You've been putting quite a few goals past them. And I, I, since since you've been promoted, I've been watching you quite closely, knowing yourself and keeping an eye on Brentford. And my tip was Bournemouth, Brentford and Derby to be in the playoffs. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know, just something about you. I think you're a big, big side, fast and physical. Yeah, we're not, I mean, no. it's interesting you say that. I'm not going to, you know, slightly disagree. I don't think we're that physical and we're not that big. And this is the thing that worried us when we came into this league because when we played Charlton first game of the season, and we are a, we're a passing game. We've got yeah. our midfielders locked on lockdown. You'll see it tomorrow. It's just like bang, bang, bang. Passing football. Brilliant. We played Charlton. And I, every, if you come, when, when you Huddersfield come down to Brentford, 1,600 tickets you'll get. So you're gonna, most people will struggle to get in. So you're going to get all these Huddersfield fans scrambling to get into the Brentford end. I had about three Charlton mates in the Brentford end standing with me watching the game. And I was going, oh, look at this. Brilliant. Oh, passing football. Wow, fantastic. Oh, it's, wow, it's brilliant, isn't it? And my mate just looked at me going, you could do that all day. Because we've got BK and we've got Ben Aim, and they'll just lap that up all day. And they're these big two defenders in the middle. Yeah. And they just lapped it up all day as we were just doing what we did. And after about 60 minutes or something like that, 65 minutes, bosh, they scored a goal. And then all of a sudden they just turned the screw. And I just thought, oh my God. And Charlton, they just kind of bullied us out of the game. And I was a little bit nervous. But we got the goal back, so we got the draw. Then the next few games as well, all the teams, we played Blackpool, they, they bullied us. We played Birmingham, they tried to bully us. You know, everyone was bullying us. And I was thinking, you know, we're playing great football. But in this division, you've got some really athletic players and they're bullying us all over the place. And I thought that might be our downfall. But we seem to have got over that in the past sort of three, four, five weeks or so. And I'm just interested, just coming back to what you were saying about Powerly, where you were playing passing football last season, but now... He's changed that to put the passion back in. Does that mean that you're going to be kicking us around the park? No, I think we'll, we'll, put you in, we'll try and put in your pressure. We'll try and close you down. We've got Cody in, the, in midfield, Butterfield, and they'll try and close you down. The, the quality players, and depending, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm intrigued. I do fancy to win. I do predict a three-one win to yourselves. I think you're on such a roll. Confidence is high in your team. We've got a few players out, but again, it depends who he brings in. Replacing players. There's something about you know the Brentford player. And like I said, you'll see it. Our midfield, you know, people like Alan Judge, who came from you know a team fairly near to you, Blackburn. We don't. We've got no idea why they let him go. He was on loan for us for half the season, and he was great. And then Blackburn said, "See you later. You must go." And then he's gone to us now, and you know he he would fit in any championship side without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, there's talks about him being called up for the Republic of Ireland. He's just been brilliant, especially as um. Adam Forshaw, who was the, the, the League One Player of the Year for us, he got bought by Uwe Rosler last season. So it's given 
Mr. Judge a little bit more of a position in the side. You know, he's a bit more of a Don Dada, you know. And then you'll see other players that Andre Gray, 500 grand we bought him for. He's just, you know, you were talking about him. You know, he's come up from Luton in the in the conference. He's played conference football last season. Where's down there? He can't, you know. You know, so you know we've been we've been doing a few, you know, we've been doing a few things, but we're on a five five win five win run. Be great to get the six, but I I, I said I I think that you know we'd settle for the point. Point. Being quite honest with you, you know. And I'm I think intrigued. You, I, with the players put out, I just, I don't know. I still fancy to win. I do. Yeah. But then again, football's yeah. a silly game. And it all could happen. Mark Warburton, interestingly, because we talk about Powell saying about your Hawk form, but our manager, Mark Warburton, says that um, he thinks that Huddersfield position is false. And uh, he thinks that you should actually should be doing a lot better than you are. So we need to, we need to watch out. We just have, we, we've been dominating games at times, playing really good football, but not putting the ball in the back of the net. You know, we went down to your uh, your neighbours the other week at Fulham, and yeah. we dominated, created loads of chances, and we didn't take us chances. Got yeah. back to a draw, and then we just we just blew it. Mm. Did again Derby. We lost three two at Derby away. Played very well. Just we just can't put the ball in the back of the net enough. Yeah. Simple as that. But possession-wise, and you know, we're doing okay, but just not getting that final goal to kill teams off or to get back into it properly, which is a shame because some of the football's quite good. We've had some bad games, don't get me wrong, but we have had some good games against some good sides. And there's only there's only sort of Bournemouth that really stands out from any team I've seen so far this season. So bearing in mind, I mean, I know you've got injuries, you've got injury problems, you're changing your side around, but you're going to put a side out tomorrow. And who should the Brentford fans be looking out for? Yeah, it would have to be Scandal, and it would have had to be in... Uh, well, I'd say Butterfield, midfield. If he gets on the song, he's all right. Cody's OK. Cody? Cody, yeah, ex-Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. Liverpool. Con- is it Connor Cody? Is it Connor? Connor Cody, yeah, yeah. yeah, Connor he's, Cody, yeah. he's quite good. He's, he's like. Sometimes you don't notice he's there, but he's, his passion's quite good. Oh, Connor Cody, wasn't he at um, Sheffield United? Yes, he was, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a good good player. Yeah. Very good. Scannell missing. If he's missing, they were the ones to watch. Because they could tear, they could tear anybody to pieces. Tricky players and. and Scandal, if he gets on a run, you won't stop him. The only way to bring him de- to stop him is to bring him down. But, uh, yeah, he's been a revelation. Because he almost left at the beginning of the season. But now he stayed. Because Powell came on board, he, he decided to stay. And, uh, yeah, he's been brilliant. So, I mean, no, I mean, it seems that you're happy with Powell. I mean, he's only been there a couple of months to be happy with his... Uh... If if his little input down at the Gale Farm, it's made a big difference. I think I think he's got the the players at heart. I think the other managers had lost the they lost the players, and that that makes a big difference to a team. If, if the players aren't playing for your manager, you're not going to turn it round. But having said that, Powell's come in. He's, he didn't do it straight away. The first two couple of games, they weren't brilliant. We lost to our neighbours, uh, our local neighbours. I won't mention that swear word either, no. and. They were inept. We just didn't perform at all. And after that, we just turned it round. Beat Wolves away and he's, he's played some good football. He's turned the players round. He's got to play them with a bit of passion. It's nice to see it. A bit of passion, a bit of, bit of pace as well. 
realistically, I mean, I know you've got a couple of players out, but where do you see yourself this season with your manager, new manager with a bit of an injection, and the players you've got? I think, I think we'll sort of be mid-table, between mid-table and bottom. I think, I think Powell needs a bit more time to bring the players in that he wants. You know, he's coming to a team and he's inheriting the, the, the previous manager's players. Yeah. Although we have some good players, don't get me wrong, there are some very good players, and he's making the most. But I think another 12 months, let him stamp his authority, let him get the players that he wants. But so far, it's it's not 100%, but it's a damn sight better than what we've been seeing. And it's nice to see the passion. If, if your team's playing the want to win, it makes a hell of a difference. Yeah. You're coming away from the ground, even if you've lost, and they've played really when they've tried... You're not disheartened. It's when you go to games and they lose and they haven't even tried. That's when it's disappointing. But, you know, we went down to Fulham and we lost 3-1, but we played superb. You know? you've, you've, you've got the nail on the head there. We were exactly the same, especially at the beginning of the season. We were playing brilliant football. We played Norwich. We played them literally off the park for 70 minutes. Yeah. We couldn't score the goal, quite similar to you guys, which we thought this is going to be a problem because we were having problems scoring goals at the beginning of the season. Yeah. yeah. Then they, 70 minutes, bang, 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 3-0 they beat us. But all the Brentford fans went home going, I really enjoyed that. We were, it's really refreshing that we actually played some great football. And the Norwich fans were saying, if you play like that all season, you ain't going to go too far wrong. It makes, a, it makes a massive difference. If your team's wanting to win, they're trying, the fans are going to go happy. It's when, when they lose and they, they don't try and you know they're not trying. There's something, something amiss. Because every team has a blip. Every, every player has a blip. They're not 100% every match, but... If your team plays well and they've got that passion and pride, and yeah, go for it. Come away, you, you, you're quite happy if they've tried. Yeah. So, Nigel, we're looking forward to the game tomorrow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, are we? <laughs> so, we're going to be catching you for a couple of Swifties in the Slubbers or wherever we're going to meet up tomorrow? Yep. Okay, then. Right, we're going to catch up with you tomorrow, then. And okay, fingers crossed. Well, I will wish all you Brentford fans good luck after Saturday afternoon at five <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> nice one, nice. See you tomorrow, Billy. That's one, nice one, man. Take it easy. Okay, take care. Good luck, everybody. Cheers. See you later, man. Bye <laughs> bye. So yes, Nigel. Interesting game's going to be lined up at the weekend. We look forward to it. But boys, Huddersfield. So what are your thoughts? I mean. We've got, we've got pretty much a full squad, I think, you know, no more injuries, so we're going to probably go into this game unchanged, don't you think? We've got to say this is New Brentford, right? So we can't, we can't accept that the manager of the month award is going to coincide with a kick in the nuts, which normally happens. It's the curse of that trophy or curse of that award. Um, you've, you've got to say that if, we, you know, the confidence is not going to be boiling over. They're just taking it in their stride. There's nothing. Nothing's deviated at all this season. I think. I think what's what's happened is we're getting a little bit of luck. Um, we're a little bit more clinical in front of goal, but the football is is been a constant. It's been it's it's, it's been it's been there all season, um, apart from one or maybe two games. You could say Bolton. It's you know it, it slipped slightly below what's accepted um, and then obviously Middlesbrough we've, we've touched on a thousand times but if we play anywhere near how we have been then we're not going to lose um, and normally yeah, it's all a bit here 
Sorry. Normally, normally the thing if the <coughs> run finishes, usually there's a there's a bit of a wobble a week or two before, and it, and, it, and it, you're building up to it. But there's there's no sign of it. So even if we don't win, I don't think we're going to lose. So I I'm you know I think Huddersfield are going to be petrified of us. So I think we're going to win again. Um, I'm not expecting it. I'm not I'm not taking it for granted. But I think we will win again. Yeah, I mean it's all about. It's all about maintaining levels at this uh, level. Um, I think, you know, Middlesbrough and Bolton actually did us a favour, to be honest, because it showed the the squad um, that if if they do turn up and expect to win, then they're going to get they're going to get a, a hiding, you know, and and that happened at Middlesbrough. Um, the standards slipped, and and that's what happened. And that that could happen tomorrow if any complacency. Sort of comes in. I don't think it will. Um, you know, they'll treat that game very, very seriously. And uh, you know, and Huddersfield, although they're a good side and they've got you know Holt and Scannell and Wells and people like that on their day, they could they could beat us quite comfortably. But on our day, we could beat them quite comfortably. And I think I think we'll go and win. I do. Um, as Dave said, it's it's new Brentford now. Um, but if they turn up there. Thinking, oh, you know, manager of the month, player of the month, yeah, we're we're up third place, no no problems here. Then they will get beat. And and that's the thing. I mean, and, and Huddersfield, they're they're a ter- I mean, they had a terrible start to the season. You know, I mean, just looking at their results, you just look at it, and you think, cool. You, and, and at the time, we thought those guys are down and out. But obviously, Chris Powell's come in. He's turned things around to a certain extent. Um, and there's a lot of confidence running through that side. Powerly reckons that home form should see Huddersfield good and they've got nothing to worry about us. But so we need to make sure that we we, we fight against that with um with, with you know to make sure that Brentford don't sort of kind of bow down to the oh no. As we might as Danny said back in the day, Huddersfield, oh they've got a they've got a fairly decent home record. They've only lost two games this season. So we're gonna, you know, so personally, I think that Mark Warburton doesn't go to lose. He always goes to win. But at the end of the day, he always goes to win. But I think that tomorrow we're going to go for the draw. As in, he'll be happy with the draw, but we'll go to win. No, I don't agree. I don't agree. I think he'll go for the win um, because that's the way he sets his teams up to play. Then, you know, if you start going for the draw, then much as I liked him and much as he set the foundations for what we are now, Uva um, Rossler. You know, it was a slightly more negative approach. Mark Warburton will go there tomorrow to win. I'm telling you now, he will. Yeah, and, and, you know, and if we get a point and we play well and I put in a good performance, then he'll be happy with that. No, Paul, I think you might have mis- misconstrued. What I was saying to you is that he's going to go for the win, but he'll be happy with the draw, is what I was saying. Yeah, mm, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. nearer near the truth. But, you know, we, we, I, I think we'll, <clears throat> if anyone ever needs reminding of his philosophy... It's the injury times against Derby and Fulham. And, you know, both, if we got a point in either of those games, they would have been good points. And in both matches, he was standing on that touchline, urging the team forward, trying to go for the win. Um, and that's, you know, it's just, it's just staggering, you know. You know, we were talking a minute ago about, you know, Leeds trying to replicate it. You know, it's not, no one else is going to do that. You know, it's, yeah, it's just like, yeah. go on, lads, go on, lads, go for it. And, you know, yeah. people don't think that, that way normally. 
No, and they're the thin lines I'm talking about, Dave. You know, if we hadn't if we hadn't gone on and got the win against Derby and the late win against Fulham, you know, we 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 would be further down the division. That's that's obvious, right? But this but, is where the city comes <coughs> in. These are three, the educated gambles. They're not. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, this is where the returns like, he gets maximum return from seeing an opportunity and really seizing it. But going yeah. going in the city. Going for the safe investment that just gives you an, a, a little return is okay, but you're not going to get the rewards for it. When when some when when a stock is there to be absolutely plundered, you take it, and that's what yeah. he's doing. That's what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, it's it's also worth bearing in mind though that three defeats in this division, and you can be back down, you know, five or six points off the bottom because it is it will move around a lot. It will. You know, and that's where the levels that I'm talking about, you know, and and those those calculated gambles that he that he takes will will reap dividends for us, I think, at the end of the season. Okay, yeah. So wicketer boys, everyone's happy, but I think we everyone's need to. Happy. Everyone's happy, but we need to just. I want to just get a little prediction from you boys because it's uh, coming up to uh, Saturday. We're playing Huddersfield, and uh, it's not. We say we're not going to lose. We're going to win. But I want you to put yeah. your money where your mouth is. And no, say you, it. Bill, you first this week, mate. You this first. Two nil straight up. Two nil straight up. We're going to beat them, boys. Oh, I like it. Nah. Jimmy. Yeah. Two one. Oh. Two one win, beef. Three one Brentford. Ooh. Ooh. Lot of goals. He's, lot of goals in the back there. We might go a goal down, but. Oh, okay. Brilliant. Okay, but listen, it's been great chatting together, having a bit of a chinwag post balls. Fingers crossed we'll be able to keep the run going on. Six games uh, win in a row. It's been great speaking to well, myself, Billy Grant, speaking to David Lane there. Dave, yeah. nice one, Dave. And also yeah. speaking... Jim, always welcome on, my friend. Yes, and Cheers, also mate. Jim Levac, fantastic job. And we'll be up to Huddersfield very early on the train on Saturday morning. We'll be up Huge. there probably probably before the pubs are open, um, knocking on the door so that we can have a little chat with their locals to find out what's going down. This is the Besotted podcast. You can check us on besotted.co.uk. You can get us on Audio Boom. You can get us on iTunes. You can get us anywhere we want. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.